When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Fritz Frivolous with continuous live coverage of the corner of Curious Lane and Just Because Boulevard, the epicenter of the alien invasion. And this just in, King Kong is fighting the mobile suit Gundam. And of course, all of this is happening amidst World War IV, making it pure pandemonium. If only Captain Planet were still alive to save us all. Dude, could you imagine... War. Huh. Yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again, y'all. Profound lyrics and perhaps words that need to be heard by many more. War and conflict has been a part of human history, seemingly from the beginning. Whether it was for resources, pushing a political agenda, or outright survival, humans seem to inevitably fall into a vicious cycle of warring with one another. But what if war never existed? What if conflicts were solved in another way? Let us join our two masterful mediators, Will and Tom, as they debate possible answers to this question until there is a clear winner. Welcome back, everybody. This is Tom Case. This is Will Stark. Will. Yes. I am so glad to have you back. Indeed. It's been a while since we recorded. It has been a while. I don't know if the audience got a break. Like, was No, the audience didn't get a break. Okay. They they got one every Monday. Yeah. And I don't, don't, don't get it wrong because I was hearing it from, especially my, uh, my brother-in-law, Andrew. He was, he was like, there better be a, there better be an episode Monday. Cause he, (laughs) cause he knew, he knew that you just had a baby. So he was like, there's going to be another episode, right? You know, like he was like, there better be well, another episode. I'm glad he's so enthused. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm also glad to be here recording, although having the baby's been great. It's been a month now already, or he'll, he'll be, he'll oh, be yeah. a month on Tuesday. Wow. It's already know, been a dude, month. It's flying. It's crazy. Dang. So. I, I didn't even realize that until you just mentioned it right now. Yeah. 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 That but has it's been, been it's been fantastic and I don't want to come back to work, but I will eventually. I need you to come back to work because I need your white cloud. My white cloud disappeared. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll be back. I'll be back before you know it. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. So we actually got an email from a listener named Nick Woisin. Woisin? Woisin? W-O-I-S-I-N. Thank you, Nick. Yes, thank you, Nick. He actually uh, came up with this, and what he said was, Dudes, could you imagine a world without war, without violence, without oh, conflict? Okay. He said, idyllic, isn't it? And yet, would we have advanced or would we have advanced? Almost every major technological advancement has been because of conflict. Would we still be dwelling in caves, hunting and gathering? Would we have domesticated herds of animals for various resources? And he says, yeah, my brain went wild. Have fun, gents. <laughs> so... Yeah, the the key there is uh, a world without conflict, right? So yeah. It's like so if we're that averse to conflict, and or if we feel no need to conflict with each other, I mean, we're probably in a pretty blissful state, right? Like that's what I was thinking yeah. too, and and I do like the fact that he mentions the advancements mm-hmm. in in like technology, actually in everything right. in technology yeah. and 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 medicine and all that kind of stuff because. A lot of that stuff does derive from conflict or from having a war yeah, or something. It can. You know? like, ambi- like, ambition can definitely be fed by conflict, for sure. Like, yeah. It is, very much so. But I'm trying to think about, like, this well, avert... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, well, let me let me do the official. So the official is, what if war slash conflict never oh, existed? Okay. Right? And so I'll put a little parameters on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, with the first bonds of human tribes, <laughs> conflicts never arise and wars never happen. So that's what we're going for. Like, this is going to be not if wars don't ever happen again. It's mm-hmm. going to be what if wars and conflicts never happen to begin with mm-hmm. within human society. And then theoretically never start. Yeah. And okay. never start. Never okay. happens. They never what about happen. like arguments? What about like like conflict? What about like challenges? What about like uh, rivalry? Like, does this still exist? And if so, how does that not 
you know, inadvertently over thousands of years, like here and there turn into actual fights. You know what so I, mean? like, I do believe that that would be, <laughs> I mean, very far fetched. Yeah. If like you never had disagreements yeah. or things like that. So no, I, I think that kind of stuff w- would still exist. Yeah. I just feel, you know, if this were to happen with early man or how, mm-hmm. whoever you want to, you know, put this to like, you know, it, it would just be solved. It would have to be done in a in a I would have to say in a group setting, right? Because like that would be the only way I would see a group of people mm-hmm. because usually that's what happens, right? You have one person with an idea mm-hmm. and you have people who are like minded. Mm-hmm. Then you have the opposite side and they have people who are like minded. Mm-hmm. So it would have to be like a debate. It would have to be something like that. I that's the only way I can think of that. You know, that so, would solve it without having a war or conflict or battle. I mean, we fight. do t- we talk about, like, how conflict has fueled many of, like, humanity's greatest advances. And it's true, but also humans are notoriously good, if not the best in the world at working together. So there's that as well. But I, I can't help but feel like if, if we're so averse to conflict, does that mean we're averse to competition? And if we're averse mm. to competition, then I think we never get past... I don't know the the Stone Age. I don't think we ever get past it because we're not pushing each other to be better, to do better. Like I feel like competition, even if it's just with oneself, that like the the ambition to meet a challenge and to conquer it, to dominate it, and then meet the next one. That if that doesn't exist in us, I don't know. I don't know if we do any progression. You know what I mean? So you 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 would agree with this statement? Like even friendly competition is somewhat of a conflict. I mean, to a certain extent, like, what is the driving of conflict, right? It's the disagreement of ideas or mm-hmm. the wanting to beat the other person or the wanting to have what the other person has, right? Like, yeah. These are the things that lead to conflict. And if you don't, if you don't want to, if you don't have the desire to one up or progress or push past or be better than or any of those, which can be very negative emotions, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, but at the, at the same time, it is the heart of competition. And without competition, like, do we want to play games where we challenge our brains? Do we want to, like, solve puzzles? Do we want to, you know, outperform? You know what I mean? True. Even, even if it's just for competing with yourself and trying to do better one year over the previous year, like, if the competitive spirit doesn't exist, I don't know. I don't I don't know if that happens. See, I feel like even without the conflict, you're going to need a decided winner, right? You know what I mean? Like the whole point like of the conflict um, would be something to where um, – Is this only like physical, right? It, it, like when we talk about conflict, do we really just mean physical? Like nothing ever comes to blows. Like people can disagree. Yeah, I think they can argue. So- can they work against each other? Can they thwart each other? See, but that's going to turn See, into See, no. Like, I, I, I yeah. would think that's where that, that line okay. would have to be drawn. That's interesting. See, because I, I still do think like, you know, competition and things can happen because mm-hmm. even even when you have uh, two opposing views and you're trying to get, you know, like uh, uh, you're trying to get to a decision, mm-hmm. right? There has to be a clear winner. Now, that doesn't have to come through conflict. Mm-hmm. So I still I, – I don't know. In my head, I, I still see those competitions happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, So clear winner, like w- when it comes to two opposing views, like what if – what if there – number one, what if there just is no um, – what's the word? Conclusion to a debate. Yeah, what if neither side can win? How do How is that resolved? And then what if – what if a clear winner is had, but it's barely, it's like a 51% to 49%, you know what I mean? Mm. As so many of these things do happen in real life. Like, um, you know, what does that 49% just, well, are they just at peace? Do yeah. They just they accept just like, it? Okay. Or do they work to fight against it another day? And, and, and that's, if that's true, that, that cycle will lead to violence eventually. Yeah. Eventually discontent feeds on itself. And then, People want revolution. They want to change. They want to exodus. They want something, you know? Yeah, that is true. That I mean, if, if it is going to have, you know, they would cycle through like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and right now I'm having like this weird moment in my head where I'm thinking, is it that we just can't see the solution to that because that we are so bred to have conflict and maybe. to solve it in that? You know I mean, what I mean? Maybe. Like, I, I think what I'm trying to get at here is a society, a species that – refuses to have conflict must not have um 
as strong a passion about their opinions. You know what I mean? A stronger point of view. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if you are very passionate about your stance on something, um, even if you're incredibly grounded in logic and soundness about like whatever that stance is, and someone else is equally of sound of logic, but feels differently, like you probably aren't going to be able to sway each other's opinion because now it's just come down to your subjective um, perspective. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's not a flaw in anybody's logic. It's just you guys see things differently. Um, if we are a species so unwilling to to duke it out, to, to debate it out, to, to push to try and get your position up in front, then we're the kind of species that just kind of shrugs everything off and doesn't push. You know what I mean? Which yeah. me, leads to me thinking, again, we're, we don't progress. Because we don't care enough. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say is we don't care enough. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah I know. So, that's that's very weird. Yeah. It would have to be, you know, everything would have to, like, rely on the fact of if there would be some clear decision. And that's not what a lot of the opposing views are always have. There's no clear, you know, answer. Yeah. And when that happens, yeah. yeah. Now, I can see, like, maybe a society that just refuses to ever get physically violent. Mm-hmm. There are other ways to conflict and and, ha- and and domineer and and you yeah. know uh what's it? maneuver but w- whether it's like logically socially monetarily like there are ways there are ways to arm yourself in a non-physical way to win your battles oh that's interesting that's that's so probably I, the way it would that's yeah. the way the society would have to be so like people would i mean it's not necessarily violent but like you could push your agenda to the point of like well, pure lawful tyranny, which no one physically gets hurt, but like anybody who doesn't get in line gets either removed from the society. Yeah, that's or, right. Like, like you, you don't, you may not be, get benefits. Yeah, you may it can not be have just like, as mm-hmm. evil and just as bad as violence, but it's just but not it's violent. not. It's yeah, it's kind of like a like a runaround. Like it's mm-hmm. still it's still evil. Exactly, it's still it's, super it's evil. Still, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I bet you that I. That's how I think that's what would come about that. Like yeah. if if we really didn't have the quote unquote war or conflict, right. it would be the removal of benefits or food or, or things that you probably need for life. Yeah, or just you know an expulsion from expulsion the society, from society. Itself, or just the inability to rise above whatever level that you've been come stuck at or whatever. I mean, this shit happens all the time now. Yeah. Everything we just yeah, said happens true. all the time now. But yeah, in a society where just violence, it, the 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 violent bone in our body doesn't mm-hmm. exist, and like the idea of of striking somebody in any type of physical way or doing physical harm to them is so absolutely naturally abhorrent to us. Mm-hmm. Um, yet we are still the the human beings that we are that like desire competition and conflict in, in that regard of like challenges. Mm-hmm. Then I could see I could see it going like that, but a species that is completely averse to all conflict to the point of like not even being able to like debate it out vigorously. That's a society that's never going anywhere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't progress. Yeah. So I guess to answer his question, if if it did go the way what you just mentioned, like mm-hmm. with you know there would have to be you know kind of indirect ways of like punishment or you know some some ways of, of like there, there has of to be like, a way to push your agenda, push your there agenda has to be a way on, to yeah. non-violently win your fights and when that happens then it would grow yeah it would yeah, grow then, yeah. then we Cause, would because he asks on there like would we ever you know start hurting animals you know what i mean would we ever start like would we ever get out of the hunting gathering phase would we ever start building our own you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he asked that in the question so i kind of wanted to answer that so if that's that happens great, I, I think we would grow out of that right yeah. but that i mean i didn't even think about like the harming animals part like yeah are we so averse to physical violence and or conflict that <laughs> we wouldn't even do it to animals yeah, we wouldn't yeah. even do it to animals so we'd all be vegan well i mean but don't hum- the human, humans would have had to evolve differently than just like because I think a, a big part of why human brains are the way they are is like back in the Australopithecan era of the fucking gene line, like mm. they we started not just eating meat but cooking the meat, yeah, and that helped us develop our brains down the road. Like we, I don't know if we ever would have become intelligent, but maybe we do. But we would have been a different species. We wouldn't be Homo sapiens anymore. We'd be something else. Yeah, that's true. Um, and our dietary needs would be different too, because if you do just eat 
plant life without getting, uh, what is it, vitamin B uh, supplements and mm-hmm. or like booster shots and stuff like that, like you can and will have terrible health and be yeah. extremely frail, which is not conducive to surviving in the wild. Yeah. So an entire vegan society um, would, would would require a different biological makeup. And that probably is exactly what would happen because, again, so much about being homo sapien is because we not they only have, eat meat, but we started cooking it. Yeah. So. And and you're right. If if we were so about not, you know, harming each other, mm-hmm. we probably maybe if that probably would soon spill over to animals. Yeah, if, exactly. If not right we away, we would be homo homo veganus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That <laughs> homo veganus, and we would be, we would probably have. Just a completely different, like, our but not only biological be, makeup, yeah, our teeth would be different, but also, like, our, our brain chemistry would probably be drastically different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it already is because we're so averse to violence, so it already is, but, like, who who knows what alien-minded, like, morality we would have. I wonder you know how I mean? docile we, we may be right, because exactly. of that, you know? Think about how herd animals, how docile they are, despite them being bigger and stronger than many predators. Yeah. Like, they run true. for their lives the second a predator they shows up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just in their blood. That's how mm-hmm. they. Now, that being said, like, I don't know, bison are still very violent with each other. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like they don't have a violent bone in their body. But yeah, there is this natural um, prey type mentality that they have. Um, and yeah, we'd probably yeah, have that. We'd be like, skittish. Yeah. yeah, we'd be skittish. Versus these carnivores who are like hunting. Yeah. You know what I mean? We would not have fight or flight. We would have only, only flight. Only flight. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, let's go over to some Fritz facts okay. here. <clears throat> so, one of them is war makes money. On yeah. Tw- yeah. On uh, the 28th of September 2018, Trump signed the Department of Defense Appropriations Bill that approved uh, the approved 2019 Department of, De- of Defense discretionary budget is can, can you guess how much? Um 2 billion? I don't know. Wow. Kind of close. Oh, yeah, was I? <laughs> $686.1 billion. Oh, yeah, I was one-third of it, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's I could have a $686.1 billion yeah, budget. That's a lot of money. It has also been described as $617 billion for the base budget and another $69 billion for war funding. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. War has pushed a lot of technology, mm-hmm. and... If we did live in a society that, at the very least, war wasn't a thing. Maybe, like, one-on-one violence was sometimes a thing, but, like, war was all... I do think we wouldn't be as far as we are now, but I think that would be worth the trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's just my personal belief. Well, because a lot of those technologies came out of necessity because of the war. Right. So they they needed that. But if we didn't have war, we wouldn't need it. I would trade the progress for the mentality. And I think we would probably be, by the time we did get to maybe this level of progress, I think our planet would be in a better state than it it is now. Yeah, definitely. It's fucking falling apart. Yeah. um, So, yeah, I think that would be a great trade-off that I would give in a heartbeat. Well, speaking of the technology, that's actually one of the Fritz facts here. Mm-hmm. Um, radar, computers, penicillin, and more mm-hmm. all came out of development during the Second World War. Yep. So, I mean, you know, although, just although, mentioning those three. I don't know if penicillin related to the war. I don't think uh, it was. I, I don't know if it was related to the war, yeah. but I think there was a lot of testing with some of the the uh, right. the Kinda soldiers like, who got uh Sick. You know, the sick and stuff like that. So kind of like how like NASA, all their shit leads to all this stuff that's super not related with space. Mm-hmm. OK, I, I, I buy that. Yeah, that's true. Radar and computers, too. It's but funny that, to yeah, think that. about things like that when it was back in World War Two. Right. You know, because you're only seeing all those black and white videos and you're just like, man, that's so long ago. Right. But that's right. when that technology started. You know, yeah. and it came and out also from- like it was long ago, but it also was not that long ago at all. Like. You know, there it's all within our grandparents, at least their parents' memories and stuff. You know, yeah, like it was just yesterday in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, for some people it, it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too that I thought was kind of interesting when I when I was looking at some of this stuff, and I don't know how true this is, but I've actually I heard it before too, so it's starting to make me think that it, this may be true. But certain tech, uh, medical uh, technologies like skin grafts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, actually was attributed to the porn industry 
because <laughs> yeah, because of the fact that adult toy makers, you mm-hmm. know, when they wanted to simulate skin, mm-hmm. right? They 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 started <laughs> yeah, they started to like, oh, well, let's, you know, this yeah. feels more like skin, this and that. So they started using it Which, on like burn victims and like and well, things well, like well. that, you know the, what I mean? And, the only two things to motivate humanity is violence <laughs> yeah, and sex. And sex. I know, go. you know. Yeah. Hey, it's there it is. <laughs> I think it, you know what's so sad to say is like right now if, you know, if the aliens are watching us, you know, they're and they're going to be like Okay, what are you going to enter in for your findings on Earth? Like, they're motivated by violence, sex, and, sex. and violence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, isn't that isn't that the name of an album? Violence and sex, or sex uh, and violence? It's the name. I know it's the name of a song by a punk band called The Addicts. Oh, really? That's yeah. probably what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, that's probably what I heard. Um, World War II has the biggest and deadly, or is the biggest and deadliest war in history involving more than 30 countries mm-hmm. sparked by the 1939 Nazi invasion of Poland. Mm-hmm. The war dragged on for six years until the allies defeated Nazi Germany and Japan in 1945. Mm-hmm. Um, the longest war, the hundred years war. I, you know what? I, I, that's the only one that came to my mind. Yeah. They call it reconquista. Re- reconquista mm-hmm. is the longest continual war in history. Um, was the Iberian religious war between the Catholic Spanish Empire and the Moors living in what is today Morocco and Algeria. Interesting. The conflict known as as the Reconquista spanned 781 years. That's a long time. More, yeah, more <laughs> than three times as long as the United States has existed. What what constitutes the war part? I know, because like, that's How long like, was the war between Carthage and Rome then? Like, maybe not 700 years. Because, maybe, maybe it was like 300 years, but still. Yeah, the way I look at yeah. that, the way that's written, I'm thinking, well, are you at just saying because the two, nationalism? Yeah, right. Hate those people. The, yeah, yeah, the two governments have just never claimed they're yeah. not at war anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. So then they're just like, hey, but, let's see how long this is going to go. But <laughs> to be fair, I know that I know absolutely nothing about that war. Uh, so I guess I'm not one to speak on it. I, you know what? I was very, I was like, Ooh, I was like, I was like, I've never heard anything about this. I was like, I can't no, wait to ask I, Will I and bring it up and see if Will knows something. The war between with the Moroccans and the Spanish, uh, the Moors, okay. which are living in what is today, Morocco and Algeria uh-huh. and the Catholic Spanish empire. Yeah. So, I stumped Will, everybody. I did it. Goodbye. No, just playing. <laughs> Podcast over. Yeah. No, but but I did think that was interesting. I was like, well, why is it the longest? Like, is right. it just like I don't? They're not continuously like actually shooting at each other. Right. Or, like, so it's, I guess you know. it's more of a cold war, but whatever. Yeah, that's true. Or too. Maybe we just I mean, don't know. Maybe it's the hottest fucking war to ever be, and they just and never just, stopped. Yeah, we people just are never, just like, as yeah, Americans, we, we've never heard we, of it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but dude, could you imagine? Breaking news, a new study suggests leaving an iTunes review is very important for newly created podcasts. So to nurture your new favorite podcast, make sure to leave an iTunes review. This has been Fritz Frivolous, reminding you to like, comment, and subscribe. Will and Tom, back to you. I'm Fritz Frivolous, live with breaking news. It has been reported that Doctor Strange has disappeared, and this time, not by his own doing. A large portal has opened up above 177A Bleecker Street in New York City, and moments ago, a voice was heard coming from this portal. We shall play the audio for you now. I have taken the Sorcerer Supreme and pitted him against three others. His return depends on his survival. It is believed that the voice is an interdimensional being known as Dormammu. We shall continue to bring you live coverage as more develops. But now, we shall return you to your regularly scheduled program. And we're back. Mm -hmm. So, Will, this one's going to be a little different. And... You know what? I'm just going to read you the parameters first. Okay. Because oh, okay. <laughs> this parameter, this parameter right here is a, it's a, it's it's kind of it's kind of a story here. All here. right. This is the parameters. A cosmic cataclysmic event occurs. Okay. Merging different realms together, mm. leaving four powerful magical beings beings trapped in an earth-like realm, and the only way out is to battle each other until only one is left standing. 
Okay. Who are these four magical beings, you ask? Yes, I do. Merlin, Gandalf, Voldemort, and Doctor Strange. What Doctor if there Strange. was a magical royal rumble? Strange. You think Doctor... just right no, off the bat, yeah, boom! Absolutely. Uh, just Doctor. I Strange? guess I'll tell you why after you're done. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, obviously, you know, the mm-hmm. objective would be who would win the battle mm-hmm. and how. Yes. Um, <clears throat> well, I do have a little bit uh, just because I don't know how our listeners are familiar with each one of these characters. Okay. So let's just go real quick. Merlin, created by Jeffrey of Mon- Monmouth, Monmouth. Okay, let's stop you there. He's okay. in Merlin. Yes. Merlin wasn't created by – well, he well, was created by somebody, but yeah. like, you can't – I strike that from the record. Merlin was not mm-hmm. created by whoever you're about to fucking say. Merlin is from mythology so old, we don't, we're not sure who made him up or didn't. Yeah, they credit it to this guy only well, because – Well, they're fucking of, wrong. Only because of the fact that – I don't care that the reason. He, they're wrong. That, that, that he wrote stories with the character. I mean, I he know. didn't create so shit. So technically he didn't create it, but <laughs> – Anyway, sorry. The great internet has says he created it, Will. It is true. <laughs> Merlin's traditional biography casts them as a cambion, a being born of a mortal woman sired by an, by an incubus mm-hmm. from whom he inherits his supernatural powers and abilities, yeah. most commonly and notably prophecy and shape-shifting. Yeah. Merlin mm-hmm. matures to an, um, an ascendant sagehood and engineers the birth of Arthur through magic and intrigue. Mm-hmm. Later, authors have Merlin serve as the king's advisor and mentor, mentor until he disappears from the story after having been be- bewitched or forever sealed or killed by his student known as the Lady of the Lake. After falling madly in love with her, leaving behind a series of prophecies foretelling the events yet to come. He is popularly said to be buried in the magical forest of... Brosliand? Brosliandy? I don't know how to pronounce that. B-R-O-C-E. What do you mean buried? Like, the dude was left to die in a cave by Vivian, where he couldn't escape. Not according to the internet, Will. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. That's what the, that's what this says on the mm-hmm. on the wiki mm-hmm. for him. By, was it, by the way, it's not the Lady in the Lake. It's one of oh, one the of. ladies <clears throat> in the lake, because there's mm-hmm. many of them, and they show up in different parts of Ethereum legend. With How many of them? <sighs> At least three, probably oh. more, and they're not from the same lake either. <laughs> Oh, really? No, yeah, they're not. <laughs> they're from it's the Great Lakes. Like, <laughs> a lady of the lake essentially is just like a, a mystic supernatural woman that the origins of which are mysterious. Mm. Um, next we have Gandalf, created by J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Absolutely. Was he created by J.R.R. Tolkien? Absolutely, he was. <laughs> As a wizard and the bearer of a ring of power, Gandalf has great power, but mm-hmm. works mostly by encouraging and persuading. He sets out as Gandalf the Grey, possessing great knowledge, and traveling continually, always focused on the mission to counter the Dark Lord Sauron. He is associated with fire, his ring being Narya? Narya? Narya. Narya. The Ring of Fire. And he both delights in fireworks to entertain the hobbits Mm -hmm. of the Shire, and in great need uses fire as a weapon. As one of the Maiar... Yes, he is an immortal spirit. He's essentially an angel. Yeah, but being in a physical body on Middle Earth, he can be killed in battle as he is the <clears throat> uh, by the Balrog from Moria. Mm. <clears throat> but he's sent back to Middle Earth to complete his mission now as Gandalf the White and leader of the Istari. Mm. Ishtari or is it Istari? It's Istari. It's the Istari. five wizards that were sent to Middle Earth. Tolkien once described Gandalf as an angel incarnate. Later, both he and other scholars have likened Gandalf to the Norse god Odin in his wanderer guise. Mm. Uh, others have described Gandalf as a as a guide figure who assists the protagonist. Yeah, Tolkien Tol- Tol- <clears throat> was hugely uh, influenced by the Norse sagas, so I could see that being an influence for sure. Yeah, especially I mean, compared to Odin, though, I mean, Odin was like the god, like he was he was like they're not comparing o- him to Odin on the power level, like oh, but no, like Odin just has like a in personality, fit, yeah, and in role of the story. Mm. Next we have. Lord Voldemort, or Tom Morvolo Riddle, <clears throat> created by J.K. Rowling. Voldemort is the arch enemy of Harry Potter, who, according to a prophecy, has the power to vanquish the, vanquish the Dark Lord. He attempts to murder the boy, but instead kills his parents, Lily and James Potter, and leaves Harry with a scar on his head in the shape of a lightning bolt. Nearly every witch or wizard dares not utter his name and refers to him instead with such monikers as you-know-who, <laughs> he who must not be named, or the Dark Lord. Voldemort's excuse me. Voldemort's obsession with blood uh, purity signifies his aim to rid the wizarding world of Muggle or non-magical heritage, and to conquer both worlds, Muggle and wizarding, to achieve pure blood dominance. Uh, through his mother's family, he is the last descendant of the wizard Salazar Slytherin, one of the four founders of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. 
He is the leader of the Death Eaters, a group of evil wizards and witches dedicated to ridding the wizarding world of muggles and establishing Voldemort as its supreme ruler. The next one is my favorite, which is Doctor Strange, created by Steve Ditko. The character begins as an extremely talented but egotistical surgeon who loses the ability to operate after a car crash severely damages his hands beyond repair. Searching the globe for healing, he encounters the Ancient One, the Sorcerer Supreme. Strange becomes his student and learns to be a master of both the mystical and the martial arts. He acquires an assortment of magical objects, including the powerful Eye of Agamotto and Cloak of Levitation, and takes up residence in a mansion referred to as the Sanctum Sanctorum, located in 177A Bleecker Street, Greenwich Village, <laughs> New York City. <laughs> Strange assumes the title of Sorcerer Supreme and, with his friend and valet Wong, defends the world from mystical threats. Who would win the battle and how, Will? Okay, so the main thing is there's a huge disparity in power levels between the types of magic in these worlds. Um, to- this is this is uh, just I'm sorry to interrupt you. What? This is where I, this is where like I'm rubbing my hands together now because when I was thinking of this question, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to know the knowledge of these different types of magic coming because I know you know these. I mean, you know what I mean? So like, so yeah, like this is where I, this is where I want to know. That. Um, with Merlin and Gandalf specific, <clears throat> sorry, specifically is the nature of their magic is incredibly subtle and mysterious. And that's kind of like the name of the game with them. Like they can do things so long as, as it's narratively convenient or inconvenient in some cases, um, how and why is never really explained by never really, I mean, never explained, um, but nothing is so flashy as, like, I don't know, stopping time or looking through a million fucking dimensions or, mm. you know, I don't know, the bands of Sitarak or or any of the things that Doctor Strange or Voldemort can do, you know, about a cadaver and all that other stuff. It's much more, like, ritualist, ritualistic, invisible. Um, it's all about perception. Like, was it magic or was it just happenstance kind of deal? So, like, for me, in a fight, uh, Merlin's fucking useless. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, if we're taking we're talking about like a Thurian, like yeah. he can shapeshift, so he's got that. Yeah, like that's not nothing. Like Merlin's not nothing. Merlin fucked me up in a fight. Like, that's no, for yeah, sure. well, yeah. But I mean, when you're comparing Merlin from the Athurian Legends um, to Voldemort or Doctor Strange, so they're just gonna fucking blast him, and he's done. He, he can't pull, put up a shield. You know, uh, he might be able to turn invisible, back. and then maybe shank a fool. But like. Other than that, like, what's Merlin going to do? How successful do you think that would be? Like, if he did use that, maybe shape-shifting and turning invisible or something like that. I mean, like, sure. But, like, you know who else can do that is Voldemort and Doctor Strange could also do that. Mm-hmm. Gandalf can't even do that. He can pass without a trace, kind of, but he, I don't think Gandalf can go straight invisible. This would actually be something I would want to know. Okay. Let's say we both have these powers. Sure. I became invisible. Mm-hmm. You became invisible. Yeah, sure. Does that mean that I can see you now because I also became invisible? <laughs> I mean, that's you know the, what I mean. That like, depends on the world in which we're <laughs> operating. Like, is invisibility like you cha- bending light in such a way as to like you appear not to be there, or is it like you slipping into the ethereal realm where other people can't oh, see you? Oh, I see what you're saying. Because if it's the ethereal realm, then yeah. Because that's how I would think Doctor Strange. Well, that's would how do Frodo that, turns right? invisible. Yeah, like, he go, yeah, you're he, right. He so, slips into like a sub dimension. So would you say Gandalf could do that too? That's how he if Gandalf were to be Gandalf invisible. Gandalf can't do that unless he well, if he had the ring of power, sure. But I don't think he could turn invisible with oh, the, his the not, ring of fire. What is it now. called? Oh the ring of fire he could no. that doesn't grant him like, the power. I, just like to put this on a power scale. Mm-hmm. Like we have Merlin at the bottom, followed by Gandalf, followed by Voldemort, and then finally Doctor Strange just blows up. Doctor Strange can open portals to dimensions like that. He can fly with his levitation cloak. Um, I don't think he, Voldemort can even fly. Yeah, he can. Can well, he? Well, well, I know yeah. you. I know you're gonna. No, you're like gonna in the books, this. like wizards can't make themselves fly. Well, in it's the like movie, <laughs> I, I know. I don't care about the goddamn movie. But in the movies, I care about the movies. <laughs> they fly around sometimes. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't look like. I don't know how far, but they do look like they're traveling with the black smoke. That's like poof, and they're just like. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, that's more like so. teleportation than anything. It's not really them flying. It's like they turn into smoke and or they transfer is, yeah. to and then they have to re-apparate, you know. But does it, don't they show them uh, – you know that part where um, Harry Potter – well, not – well, he doesn't have to change. But mm-hmm. everyone else, that the Order of a Phoenix, right? Yeah. Right, and, yeah and, sure. and his friends too. Like they all have to take the polyjuice potion mm-hmm. to look like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Isn't it – 
after that, when they both when they're all trying to fly away to escape, do, doesn't the Death Eaters fly at them and can still cast spells at them, right? Like attacking spells. I'm, all I know is in the books, I'm pretty sure you can't fly. It's a thing, but maybe I'm misremembering. I, I could that could be pulling that from the fact that Jedi can't make themselves fly, which is mm-hmm. a thing. Um, regardless, like just the power levels are so desperate, like um. The things Doctor Strange can do just are ridiculous. Like he has the power to destroy a planet. Voldemort does not have the power to destroy a planet. Gandalf certainly doesn't have the power, and Merlin didn't even have the power to get himself out of a fucking cave. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so uh, <laughs> if if you if you if you had to like you know construct a uh-huh. fight, choreograph a fight. Okay. How, how do you think it would go? You know. I think <laughs> I think Merlin runs for his life. I think that's Merlin. Merlin was never a fighter in the first place. Merlin's gonna go invisible. Okay, yeah, Sorry, I was gonna say. Well, well, what? I, yeah, actually, what I was gonna say. Okay, let's let's start here. Boom! The realms merge. Uh-huh. They all all of a sudden appear to each other. Uh-huh. Do you think they're fighting right away? Do you think they're saying something first? All right, so the, the, they're stuck, mm-hmm. and the only way for them to be free is for one of them to kill all the others. Yeah, only one can pass through back into the... Um... Okay, my question here is, how does this affect Gandalf specifically? Gandalf's soul is anchored to Iluvatar, and I can't even remember what fucking oh, realm see, I don't know. They, that you know, God is from in Middle-earth. Uh-huh. Like, when he dies... He, he returns to his true form as a Maiar, an angel, and goes back to essentially heaven. Um, like, what happens? How does that work for him? If he dies there? Yeah, if he dies there. Like, is his soul just incinerated? Because if, 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 if he does get to go back to, God, I can't remember. Wherever he goes yeah. to. If, um, then, like, are, what are does you, he care? He'll just let himself die. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that that's how, um, yeah, if he dies there, he does not get to go back. Okay, so like he he, he has there's he has stake for him. Yeah, to, there's yeah. stake for him to fight. Um, Gandalf does most of his fighting with a sword. I don't know if you noticed. Hmm. He's I mean he's a wizard and he but does like, have his staff yeah, too. But he's but not you, like a wizard in like normal I, terms. Yeah, I did think no, that was weird. He in fights the with a fucking sword yeah, and like the magic he does isn't like wizardry. It's <laughs> actually like him using his in, inherent angelic energies to like do goodwill. Yeah. Do you think do you think Gandalf would uh jump the gun and unsheathe his sword first? When if one Here's a question. Like, how how well acquainted with each other are they? They're not acquainted. Okay. They don't know. Gandalf's yeah. so fucked, because he's gonna draw a sword out. Voldemort's gonna be like, uh, a battle of cadabra. Gandalf's done. Gandalf's out. That's it. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Because Gandalf's gonna be like, Alright, so you, three other wizards, let's go, pulls yeah. out sword. Voldemort you think would would jump uh, I would, think Voldemort would, would think it was fucking hilarious because this dude just pulled a sword on him. He's gonna think it's oh, hilarious. If, if he pulled the sword. And he would, because he'd be like, Alright, I guess we're fighting. Here's my sword, because I'm a wizard. Well, well, but they don't know. Like, do you think I'm see I, I wanna know, like, do you think Gandalf would be the one to be like like they just appeared now, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm Gandalf, and boom! All of a sudden, I see Doctor Strange, Voldemort, uh, and Merlin, mm-hmm. right? Now is Gandalf going to be like, whoosh, and like, okay. ching, here's you know how I, mean? I like, could see this working out. Everyone appears. They're told they got to fight to the death. Mm-hmm. I think Voldemort's like, fine, like I'll start killing bitches right now. I love killing bitches. This is what I do. I'm Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. Um, Merlin, I don't think you know this, but Merlin is almost as terrible a human being, if not worse, than Voldemort. Actually, Merlin is horrible. Actually, as a I did know that, and you yeah. know by who? By you. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you told Merlin me that, is, that's why I was thinking. Like, like I wanted. Uh, he's a rapist and a murderer yeah, and he's a like, political. He fucking causes war. He's a horrible person. Um, I think both those. I think Merlin immediately goes invisible and tries to get. To a safe place to then mm. formulate a plan. Yeah, I think it depends. If Voldemort is fearful enough or wary enough of Strange and Gandalf, he might try to do the same thing. He's like, "Hold up, like I don't know anything about you fuckers, so let me back up and turn invisible and get out of here." And if he does that, that actually puts Gandalf into Strange at an advantage because they will actually talk about things. Yeah, see, that's what I see that too, yeah. and I also think. Because Merlin going invisible would mm-hmm. be not an act of aggression. It's definitely not an act of aggression, but I think that would trigger Voldemort to be like, oh, okay, he wants to disappear. I don't know where he's at. Yes. And yeah, he absolutely. would become very, uh, you know, More very hyper aware and yeah, cautious. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, you are right. I think the only two and and but I don't know. I wonder if Voldemort would want to go invisible after that point if he sees because of the way Doctor Strange and Gandalf are dressed, if he would perceive them to be other wizards that may be a threat to him. You know what I mean? Well, Gandalf, I think maybe. so. No, I like, think I think he would see them both as like wizards because of the way they dress. Like Gandalf, Gandalf dresses, for Gandalf sure. dresses like the way wizards would have in like in, medieval in, times. Yeah. While Strange maybe doesn't look exactly like that, but he definitely looks flamboyant and plenty of wizards dress <laughs> weird. Yeah. So that is, I think he would he would I think they would all recognize each other as wizards, but I don't think they'd recognize that they're not the same kind. Mm. And I think Voldemort not knowing what's up, like he's either going to do two things. He's either going to immediately pull the trigger and start a Vatican cadaver thing and just see how that plays out. Or he's going to get the hell out of Dodge for another plan and come back. Yeah. And for me in this scenario, I'm like Merlin goes invisible. Voldemort is like, fuck this teleports back. And I think Gandalf and strange actually have a conversation. And then the what know, kind of conversation, they're both good people. And I, I think Gandalf's like, look, I don't want to kill anybody. Like, we don't even know who it is who transported us here. Let's, let's have a conversation. And then Doctor Strange would be the same way. And I think they would talk about it. And Doctor Strange has powers on such a level, like, I, I find it hard to believe that there is an entity that would be able to keep Strange there. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to add someone else into this mix. Yeah. And, but it, that would have been way OP, way overpowered. And that was that would have been Wanda. Um, because yeah, like I mean, if would for honestly, I mean, it's just as bad. Yeah, yeah she was, she's a reality alterer. So. Yeah, this this question actually was sparked uh, by our our friend Mike, mm-hmm. uh, coworker, mm-hmm. and uh, but like I kind of added some things in there, but originally uh, it was with Wanda, and I was like Wanda, I was like, there's no way I was, she bends reality. I mean, she well not bends, she she creates reality. I was yeah. Like, so, yeah. but so you said that you know uh, Doctor Strange and. Gandalf mm-hmm. would probably have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, do you not see? I kind of, I see them like let's at, at least if it's Gandalf the White because mm-hmm. I didn't even address that. Like I didn't even know who would you know what I mean? Gandalf Is Gandalf White's the White powerful. more powerful? Yes, okay, we'll absolutely. put Gandalf the White in there. Sure. So I kind of feel like they both have ego issues, and I wonder how nice this conversation may go because like Doctor Strange definitely has an ego. Yeah, and but he's he not might be malicious. like, who are you? Like, well, yeah, it's exactly yeah. what he's going to But, like, they're going to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. They're not going to attack each other. Um, and I don't think they're going to want to kill each other, you know, to get out of this situation. They're going to try and find a different way. Yeah, which is why I said last one standing. Technically, you don't have to kill the other person. Just, you know what I mean? The, the last one to be able to go out. Yeah, and maybe they discuss and they get to that conclusion. Because I know? don't think they would kill. And I think if they do come to that conclusion, then the conclusion <laughs> needs to be, well, we need to knock these other two out and then we can have a spar. Um, yeah. And I think if they team up, they got a good chance. Actually, I think if they team up, they, they're definitely going to trounce the other two. Yeah, I um, don't see – if they if those two team up, I yeah. do not see the other two. Even if the other two teamed up, yeah. I still don't see them being able to. And the thing is, like, it doesn't even have to be a team up. Like, it could be send Gandalf after Merlin because he's going to kick his ass. And then uh, – and Strange can take care of Voldemort. And there's nothing – there's nothing Voldemort can do against Strange. I'm sorry. There's no spell that can get past all the wards that Strange will pull up in a heartbeat. You know All what? the shields he can pull up in a heartbeat. The teleportation <laughs> in a heartbeat. Like, he's he's just on a way bigger power level. That's what I was I was going to bring that up too. I was like going to say, well, let's rewind mm-hmm. and let's go back to where you said if Voldemort you know, just pulls Mer- the trigger. Yeah, and he just starts hadabra kadabra. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, everyone. Yeah. And <clears throat> so you think Doctor Strange shields? You yeah. know, like they, they would definitely be able to yeah. re- to or teleports to, or goes incorporeal or whatever the fuck he mm-hmm. wants because he's Doctor Strange. Or he still has the Eye of Agamotto. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or he stops just, time. It yeah. would just rewind yeah. back. Yeah, stop time or whatever. Um, I was also thinking, but what if this was Voldemort that still had Horcruxes, right? I wonder how that would like. I mean, technically, okay. well, you said it's Last Man Standing, and I feel like if they come to that conclusion, you know what Doctor Strange is going to do? He's going to stop time. He's going to conjure mm-hmm. three ropes. He's going to tie everyone the hell up so that they can't do any conditions and they're on the ground lying down and he's going to yeah. unfreeze time and, and then he the, in a blink of an eye, yeah, in a blink of, yeah. of an eye, it's, they wouldn't know what happened. Yeah. There's like, there very few <clears throat> worlds or universes or timelines in which Dr. Strange is not the winner. It's like the opposite 
of Infinity War where he's like, I looked at 14 million timelines and we only yeah. succeed in one. He's going to be like, I looked at 14 million timelines and I only fucked up in one. Yeah. So. So, like, even, so he's Sorcerer Supreme even in different realms. Like, even in these different universes, like. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think the idea here is, like, they're all coming here with their wizard powers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then, yes, he wins. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I no, I I'm not I'm not disagreeing. Like I'm just trying to think of if if there's any other different ways this may go. I mean, okay, here's another way it could go is it, it, maybe Doctor Strange doesn't know the right kind of shield, or maybe Avacadavra isn't shieldable, right? But Strange doesn't know that, so he puts up a shield, and then Voldemort just fucking quick one two three shots everybody, and then he wins. Yeah, that's true. That's another way. There's no way Gandalf and Merlin win anything. I'm just letting you know that right now. There's just no way. Because <laughs> the only way Gandalf takes any of these guys out is like... If he stabs him with a sword. <laughs> sword. He's really good at that, and his sword is magical. So, like, mm-hmm. they they could be caught unawares. They think it's a normal sword. It's actually uh, Glamdring, the fucking orc slayer, which is what, is it, yeah. what it is. And yeah, maybe maybe he super stabs a bitch. No, no. I'll be honest with you. I think the the what you said originally. I, I think that's actually how it would go. Yeah. I think they would appear to each other. Yeah. I think Merlin. You're right. Merlin would probably go invisible because he knows. Well, I need to prepare to do my magic. Yeah. Because he's not. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like okay. The only way Merlin wins is if he plays a like long game. He turns the entire area into like a death circle <laughs> where he has to sacrifice himself oh to take God. out everybody. Yeah. That's, the only, that's how his magic works. It's stupid. And yeah, and then I guess if he did turn invisible too, he would have to hope that they're not painted, that he's not making noise walking around, yeah, or that they don't see his footprints yeah, and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're right. And then uh, that would probably spook Voldemort if he if he sees the other people and then one of them disappears. He's like, I really I need do to get think, out of here. Yeah. yeah, I think he would be like, well, let, me, let me regroup. Yeah. yeah, let me go and, and think about that. Real and quick. I think that moment, mm-hmm. Voldemort doing that. Is is the linchpin for for everything because that gives like, strange. And, he signs his death warrant at that yeah. point because now he's given the two reasonable non-murder hobos a chance to talk, and and then and then no one can defeat Strange. But dude, could you imagine? And now it's time for old news. Hello, everybody. It's Will and Tom with old news here. And um, the old news I wanted to bring up, one, was in uh, our episode where we talked about which um, universe that we would love to live in. What was that episode? Yeah, Wonderful World of Winterfell. Exactly. And I talked about uh, how I want my number one would be Star Trek, uh-huh. and then number two would be Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and my third would be the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Right? yeah. Which... The last two I know is definitely dangerous. And, dangerous and you, choices you know, for sure, especially the Marvel one. Yeah, exactly. You know, with with all those world, you know, Endings almost events, world ending yes. events and everything. And <clears throat> well, the funny part was is uh, not that long ago I actually took uh, my wife for her birthday to Disneyland, and we got to uh, visit Avengers Campus. And, and how was it? <laughs> it was awesome, by the way. Yeah, I've never I, been. Man, I loved the stuff that they had there. I thought it was well thought out. You know what I mean? Of course, you know, obviously there's like – Limitations? Uh, not limited. Well, I heard that they're supposed to have two rides there. I wasn't able to get on one ride. Okay. And the second ride I don't think is open yet. Oh, so they have, they have no so, rides. So, they, yeah. Well, they have one ride. I just wasn't – it was so busy I could not get in the, mm-hmm. the virtual queue. Okay. Um, And then uh, another, another funny story was – the thing is, so beforehand, before they had Avengers Campus, you would see a lot of when Disney acquired Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. You would see a lot of these um, characters walking around, and some of them didn't look so great. Like when uh, Black Widow was was walking around uh, before Avengers Campus, it was like you know just some girl in like a tight black suit mm-hmm. with like literally like plastic candy red hair. Oh, you know what I mean? Wow, that it just okay. it just definitely did not look it good. Chancy, right? yeah. So. All the characters now at Avengers Campus, they look legit, oh, right? That's awesome. Some of them, their faces even look similar to the actors. Like wow. they had one that was uh, Loki, right? Mm-hmm. And he's even dressed as he is right now in the Loki show with okay. his TVA uniform. Spoilers alert. Yeah. But um, – and he kind of like from far away when you see him, you're like, oh, that, that looks like Tom Hiddleston, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the funny part was <laughs> – 
<laughs> so I look over and somebody, and I think it was my brother-in-law says like, oh, look, there's Black Widow. She's standing on this like concrete thing that they had there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like take so people could take pictures. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, like, oh, Black Widow's there. And of course, you know, my wife was like, oh, of course you're going to be happy that Black Widow's here. Right. Oh and, right. Okay. Yeah. And I'm no. like, and I'm like, no, I'm just saying like, it's cool because Black Widow looks like Black Widow now. Right. Yeah. And of course, my brother-in-law has to point out the fact that we're standing behind her. <laughs> so he's like, how do you know what she looks like, Tom? You're standing behind her. What, are you, what exactly are yeah, you looking at? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm looking at her hair because yeah, yeah. it was the natural. It looked like real hair it and it was like natural. Scarlett like, Johansson's j- hair. Yeah, hair. Exactly. Sure. That's that's okay. exactly what I meant. You're hilarious. Uh, but no, the, the whole Avengers campus was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pym Test Kitchen was funny and like had really good food there. Nice. Like the funniest one I saw, it was called the Little Big Chicken Sandwich. Mm-hmm. And it had like a little bun. But the chicken patty was probably was yeah it was huge dude like bigger than a frisbee oh you know my I mean? like, god it was hilarious. huge yeah <laughs> and uh and i never when i go to Disney, i usually never buy any merchandise uh-huh. when i went there i bought a shirt a backpack and a hat yeah <laughs> right because i seen had the backpack. To, yeah yeah the backpack's awesome dude and it, it actually doubles as a um what do you call it a duffel bag oh, nice. instead of a backpack oh, yeah. so yeah you just have to like connect another strap okay but anyways so it was never so prevalent to me what you said how dangerous living in the Marvel Universe would be mm-hmm. until we visited Avengers Campus and all of a sudden they have like Taskmaster come out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and so like of course like all the other uh, Avengers characters that are there, you know, they have their their moment to shine and they're fighting. Mm-hmm. But I started noticing that the crowd of people that were gathering around to this, watch. yeah, this battle and I started talking to my wife like, Oh my God. I was like, Will is correct. All these people right now would either be seriously injured or dead. Yep. I was like, if Taskmaster really came out with his goons, they had like two to three goons out. Uh-huh. And even if Black Widow was there or, or I think even like Thor came into the mix, you know, and they're fighting, there's going to be, there's going to be, cl- uh, collateral, collateral damage. damage yeah. You know what I mean? And these people were just all crowded around like, ooh, ah. Oh, and I'm like, right. man, if this really was the Marvel Universe, boom, they're dead. They're, yeah. they're dead or seriously life altering injuries are happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I just thought it was so funny that I was like, man, I got to experience living in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. In a way you did. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So the other one I wanted to bring up was uh, episode 14, Knack to the Future, where we were talking about if we had, like, certain powers that we didn't know yet that, yeah, you know, yeah, like, you oh, had the white yeah, cloud, yeah, right? Yeah, the white cloud, you had the luck thing. And right? I had the luck thing with the yeah, gambling. Yeah. So I wanted to, to, update. to bring an update. Because okay, you went to Casino, right? <clears throat> we went to Vegas, right? And we uh, we went up there. Uh-huh. And this time I was paying attention. Okay. And whenever uh, my wife wanted to play a slot machine or something, I started with her. Mm-hmm. And then I would walk away for a little while. And then I would come back. And, and I did this probably like, I don't know, maybe ten times. Okay. And I was trying to like remember in my head like, okay, what happens every time I come back? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't consistent, but I do have to say maybe seven out of ten times when I came back, mm-hmm. she would start winning and someone else around her, if we were next to someone else, started winning. But what most notably happened was she was playing that uh, that slot machine Buffalo, the one that I'll tell you right. with the dream, right? <laughs> Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo. <laughs> and uh, there was another guy playing it on the other side because they have like a – it was like a three – Three of the same game, like all like oh, in a triangle. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like bank. Yeah. Exactly. And so she starts playing it. I didn't leave for that long, actually. I think I just kind of walked around looking to see if there was another game I wanted to play. And mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything. So I came back and she started winning all these free games, right? And and every time it would spin in a free in one of her free spins, she would win more free games. Okay. So she started off with so I think like yeah, eight, and then it went to like thirteen, then then twenty, then twenty-five. Mm-hmm. I think it got like up to twenty-five. Yeah. And then the guy next to us won a jackpot. <laughs> right. One of the mini, it was like a mini jacket, but I think it was like 200 bucks, nice, you know? Nice. And, uh, and he was saying, he's like, man, I was sitting here playing this game right. and he goes, and finally now I won. And it was, it happened to be when right, I walked when back. Came back. So yeah. there may be a little something to this, All you right. know? Okay. Well, we'll enter into the, uh, evidence towards file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have to, I know you go to casinos a lot, so you're going to have to update me more. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to have to pay more attention. I'm going to have to like come up with an actual, like, uh, plan you know to 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 this experiment right i like it well (laughs) i I, I like the results and that has been old news 
And now, let's join Will and Tom with the traffic report. Hey everybody, it's Will and Tom with the traffic report. So, Will, I wanted to let you know we actually had a new uh, iTunes review. Podcast review, five stars, <laughs> and it's thanks to Danny the D Brown. Thank you, Danny the D Brown. Uh, he writes, "Came for Will, stayed for Tom." <laughs> love the question. <laughs> love the questions and parameters. Thank you. Great chemistry between Will and Tom. Brian as a guest was a great addition in oh, a recent yeah. episode. That episode was 11. that was a very fun. Yes, um, it was a lot of fun. It was a main stage Dragon Rage, I yes. think. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the age difference between the co-hosts always makes me laugh. I'm actually surprised how often it comes up. <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually glad it makes somebody laugh. <laughs> no, no, it is it is pretty funny because I, I forget our age difference sometimes. But, yeah, all the time. Uh, and it says, must listen for Dungeon Cast fans. So I thought that was cool. Cool. Thank you again. That's that's awesome review. Yes, thank you, Danny. And we had, uh, we had a lot of traffic on our, our YouTube. I wanted to mention uh, there was, and I'm not sure if maybe this was like a typo. Mm. So it's either Dean A. Eichelman or Deanna Eichelman <laughs> because <laughs> gotcha. there's a space between Dean and A. <laughs> I think it's Dean A. Eichelman. Though. Dean A. Eichelman. I mean, I would imagine. Maybe. Uh, so in uh, episode three, Pika Gugu Gugu, uh, sh- they write on here, so would and I want to know your answer on this. Oh, so okay. would legendaries be like nuclear weapons, where the governments try to get as many as they can yes. to be used in crisis? A- absolutely. Hmm. I mean, good luck because like a lot, of, a lot of the legendaries in, in Pokemon lore are incredibly powerful. Like I, I don't even know how you begin trying to contain some of them. Mewtwo is an obvious one, but what about like Rayquaza, who's essentially the god of the sky? Yeah. And yeah. So. Okay, but cool. Yeah, I, I'm definitely trying to capture Yeah, I just responded. I was like, hmm, very interesting. I would believe so. Yeah, right? Because I don't know that much yeah. about the Pokemon. Um, you know what? They, they actually also wrote one for Clone Appetite. Oh, and okay. uh, they said appetizers, some fresh baguette with seasoned butter. Mm. Simple but damn so good. It is very good, absolutely. <laughs> uh, entree would be schnitzel with baked potatoes and broccoli with sauce with hollandaise sauce. Mm. That actually sounds Are good. Are they from Germany? You know what? I'm starting to think maybe. They have schnitzel in there. So mm. the dessert, a sweet omelet with cream and strawberries. That actually sounds bomb right now. That sounds like they're definitely from Europe for sure. Yeah. And their drink would be apple. I love apple juice. Um, yeah, apple they said juice you can great. mix it with water at any ratio to change the sweetness. And it also is a good source of vitamins. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we have someone named Brian Von Miller who, who likes to uh, comment a lot on our YouTube, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> This last time, I just thought it was funny. They they put a quote on here, and they quoted us on the uh, Nightmare on Greek Street. Yeah. And we talked about if the Greek gods are real. Yeah. And I guess at 33 minutes and 48 seconds, you say, I don't think Hercules is stronger than a fucking nuclear bomb, Tom. <laughs> he says, love it. I thought I mean, that was that funny, That sounds too. like a quote I would say. Yeah, I remember that, because I remember arguing that the Greek gods aren't actually that powerful. Yeah. In comparison to, like, modern weaponry. And you were trying to tell me that the gods were. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think they're strong as a nuclear yeah. bomb. Oh, yeah. man. If only we could find that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we'll never. Yeah. Uh, we also had uh, Darnell Hudson. Darnell mm-hmm. wrote, uh, on the same one, on the same episode, uh, I think if I had to have a Greek god ruling over me, uh, it would be Hestia. Ooh, that was mm-hmm. good. That's a good pick. Yeah. You know, Hestia is like the forgotten Olympian. Everyone forgets about Right? Her. Only because she's so nice. Yeah. Goddess <laughs> she's so of nice. earth and home. She, yeah, she's goddess she, of dope shit. Yeah, she's a virgin goddess, he writes on here. Mm-hmm. She's basically your cool-ass mom friend who keeps her followers safe at home and promotes kindness kindness amongst her followers. Yep. Hestia is the right choice. I, I think in the episode I chose Hermes, but if yeah. I had thought of Hestia. Yeah, I agree. So this one, I kind of, I wanted to read. This is actually from my brother-in-law, Andrew. Oh, okay. And he's talking about, again, Nightmare on Greek Street, uh, because he actually has some uh, experience with uh, bad dreams. But in this one, he talks about his sleep paralysis. Mm. He says, another great episode. When I was younger, I would get sleep paralysis quite a bit. It was always two versions. One, I would always see a Grim Reaper type figure after me. Mm-hmm. And another would be a witch looking hand. And all I would see was a hand grabbing me, and it felt like my soul was leaving my body, Mm. being dragged under my bed. Mm -hmm. And, of Mm -hmm. course, I cannot move, and I'm screaming, and no sound is coming out. 
LOL. He says, some effed up crap, but I really experienced that. <laughs> yeah, sleep paralysis is the worst. I, I used to have very terrible experiences that I will not ever talk about. Yeah, and you know... It's funny how there's common themes with the sleep paralysis. Like yes, he mentions the hand, because mm-hmm. I've had that too when I was mm-hmm. younger. I but it was like a skeleton hand. Mm, and um and then the thing about like some witch figure or whatever. I remember I remember that happening a few times to me too, and it always freaked me out because I see her walking in my room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And of course the, the whole thing about sleep paralysis is you can't move. Yeah. So I see her walking slowly up to my room, coming up to me, and I can't do anything about it. Yeah. But, man, that would be horrible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But thanks, everyone. We love hearing uh, your thoughts and comments. So please leave them and please leave your iTunes reviews. Indeed. And that is all we have for you tonight. We will continue to bring you up-to-date coverage as new imaginings develop. Please don't forget to leave an iTunes review, like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Remember you can follow us on YouTube and on Twitter at DCYImagine. And if you would like to contact us or tell us what you are imagining, you can email us at dudecouldyouimagine at gmail.com. This has been Fritz Frivolous, and from all of us here at Dude Could You Imagine, keep on imagining. Welcome back, everybody. This is Tom. <laughs> oh, that's not, that's not how the show opens. That is not how it opens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we haven't done this in so long now, I feel like I forgot. <laughs>